Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Am I what? Fighting for my job? Because if you're not, this is going to be my last case, and I'm not sure I want to go down fighting for the wrong side. What makes you think I'm not fighting for you? I don't know. Your career, my anything? Oh, you got a lot of nerve. You have no idea what I've been doing for you. Maybe, but you and I both know you were going to fire me the other day, don't we? Don't answer that. I can see the look on your face. It's the same look I can see in here from that morning, clear as a bell. What I was going to do and what I did aren't the same thing. Like the first day I met you, when you were going to deal drugs, and you didn't. Look, I can't tell you everything that's going on here, all right? You have to trust me. You are not getting fired on my watch. Suits, season two, episode one is over. And if you want to hear us talk about She Knows, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino, back here with the guy who never talks about Highlander at a funeral. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, season two. We are here, and you are 100% correct. Highlander would never come up at a funeral that I'm at, but Rob, Unless it was maybe a decapitation. Yeah, in that case, all bets are off. Uh, it's season two, Rob. We made it. We did we it. We made it. I, I wonder if people were, you know, wondering if we would come back after our short hiatus from recording the podcast. From it's yesterday? Been, it's been like, yeah, it's been like 14 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it's been 14 hours uh, since we recorded. And we're back to talk about season two. And season two, look, we're we're in this thing now, okay? J- Jessica knows Mike's secret. She's mm-hmm. in on it. Nothing she can do. Gabe yes. uh, Bedeker is here. Yeah. <laughs> just call him that. I was to say, what? No, he's not. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, it's, I thought it was Gail. Gail Bedeker. That's right. Gail. That's right. Gail. R.I.P. Gail. Pour one out for Gail. Mm-hmm. Um, I got confused with yeah. G- Gabriel Mocked. Yeah, we got too much of that. Gail Mocked now. Um, yes. Season two is upon us, and it's about to get messy in a way that season one just was not, because we come out of the gate with, you know, last episode we had asked about, does Jessica, is Jessica going to find out everything? How is she going to react? Is she going to, is she going to murder Trevor? What's about to happen? And we see that, oh yeah, we pick up right where we left off, basically, uh, with Jessica trying to figure out what to do with this information about Mike Ross, um, so I'm very excited to talk about this because okay. I like a good messy show. Can I start with a big picture question for you? Do your thing. At the end of the episode, okay, okay. Jessica goes into Harvey's office and says, 
I told you to fire him. And he's like, well, mm-hmm. you, I didn't. And you can't. And you know now. And so it's too bad. It's too bad. It's him. It's him or me. She's like, pack your bags. No, no, I'm not leaving. Why is Harvey so down bad for Mike Chappelle? Like at some point, like Harvey could walk away from this thing. I think will cause many problems for Harvey down the road. And Mike, I'm sure no doubt is an asset. But could like Mike be like you know some kind of consultant for Harvey? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that there's another realm for Mike to still be in Harvey's life, but yeah. also not be at uh, you know Pearson Hardman. Yeah, but but you know the question is always: Does Harvey care about Mike? And I think he does. And I think that he doesn't want to fire his friend. Donna calls him out. He needs to, he needs a, a box of tissue, yeah. potentially a tampon. You know, like <laughs> she, the man is overwhelmed with emotion when it comes to this guy. He he he. This is why the, the kids were shipping yeah. him. You know, because he loves him, and so he doesn't want him to get fired. He doesn't want to see him out. You know, in the cold, having to get a normal job like everybody else in the world. But he wouldn't. He doesn't so, have to. Like, here's my pitch. Like Harvey says to Mike, okay. "I'm gonna pay you." $200,000 a year to be an, an assistant of mine. Not like an associate. A, a personal paralegal. Personal paralegal. You know, you, you don't work for uh, Pearson Hartman. You work for me. You don't answer to Lewis. Yeah. You just, you, you know, you come in and you're like a page. And, and, and in the same way, uh, Harvey works with other freelancers above and below board. He could work with Mike in the same way. This is our relationship, right? This is mm-hmm. you, I, you are Harvey, and I am I am the page, right? Mm-hmm. I just do what you tell me to do, and I just show. Look, and I'm fine. I have yeah. no issues. Yeah, yeah I, look, this is life is good. I mean, everybody so, knows about your Ivy League podcasting degree, and we don't need to get the records out for that, right? And just imagine having an Ivy League podcasting degree, but then no prior education before that. Mm-hmm. That's the Mike Ross situation. So he really should count his blessings here. I'm not gonna lie to you, Rob. This is not the Mike Rice, uh, Ross that I come to love. This guy here. Kind of whiny. I'm not a fan. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's uh, talk all that through. Of course, uh, we also had a little bit of another shakeup at uh, Pearson Hardman as uh, the uh, Hardman. I had always been wondering, like, who's the Hardman in uh, Pearson Hardman? Uh, we mm-hmm. end up meeting Daniel Hardman, who comes back into the picture. Of course, best known as Gabe Bedecker from the uh, Breaking Bad and even better Call Saul. Uh, series. So this was, uh, I mean, he got the 2010s uh, off in a big way. It was yeah, jumping. Have, it, have you seen him since? Like I haven't seen him since that fateful day when Gail opened that door and Jesse told him goodbye. Well, he you shows know? up well, on Better Call Saul. Yeah, but that's a prequel. You know, like yeah. I get it. Like uh, timeline wise, yeah, Better Call Saul was next, but you know, you know, you get what I'm saying. Where's mm-hmm. this guy at? Where's Gail Bedecker yeah. right now? Yeah. Um, I'm sure we could look at his IMDb, but, you know, we don't have that kind of time on this show. And then also there's a merger going on and Mike is working with a woman who's saying that her book idea ends up being stolen. So uh, should we talk through like the uh, the Pearson Hardman of it all? Yeah, let's get into it because I feel like that's a more complicated storyline. Okay, all right. So uh, I mean, and let's bring the Mike and Jessica story part of it into it as well because at the start of the episode, Mike is going to dinner with Jessica, and he's like, "Oh, something is up." She knows, and Harvey's like, "Relax." She takes all the her favorite associates out to dinner, 
Yeah, but it's very obvious that she knows because listen to the song's choices in this episode. It's very on the nose. I believe the lyric is, you're a fraud and you know it. That's, yeah, that's not a real song. Yeah, multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, every time you walked in the room, that, that song dropped. And I was like, uh, we didn't do this in season one. Yeah. And also, you know how that last episode ended, the cliffhanger from season two. How about this dinner that Mike goes to with Jessica? And she's asking him about Harvard. And they have a conversation, very awkward moment when they're talking about Jessica's age. Yes. Uh she reveals to Mike how long she's been a lawyer and or how long she's been like uh, the, the managing partner here. And Mike does the matter. He's thinking, if you've been the managing partner that long, then you obviously went to law school for this amount of time and you probably were associate before, I mean, after law school. Math is his forte, God. yeah. Math is his forte. And so he realized, oh, this lady's old. She's yeah. old and fine, you know? And so he's like, oh, okay. But she's like, what, do you, what were you trying to say? I believe his words were black don't crack. Yeah, he well, did not she, lie. she yeah, she says that uh, you know it's like the old saying, and then he just blurts out like, "Oh, black don't crack." She's like, "Well, that's Again, gonna say age like fine wine." Yeah, right, but no lie spotted on either side. <laughs> yeah, the, the t timetable for this uh, episode has me a little bit twisted up because that from what they say in this episode with the Rachel and Mike of it all. It makes it sound like three days have passed since the end of season one. Rachel and Donna had the drinks. She left him the voicemail. Mike hasn't gotten back to her. It's been three days. But like, I feel like the, the, the very next day, Jessica says, OK, you're going to dinner with with me. Did that seem like that that was like a like for her to do like all this research on Mike and his background? I mean, it doesn't take long. We've seen Harvey do people's background checks on the way to mm -hmm. go and, you know, and, and bully them into not, you know, not arresting Mike. You know, we saw him do a whole tax uh, credit check on this one guy who was who was uh, frauding the government. Uh, Ken Tanaka, as I called him. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I think this is easy. I think and I think this is Jessica. I think the one thing that this show has not effectively done is show us all of Jessica's powers. It's like they allude to her being the big bad wolf, but they never let her do Jessica things. Yeah. We, we always get hinted at it. And so I don't think this takes long at all. Okay, well, Jessica tells Harvey, okay, you have to fire him. I know that he's full of it. You're going to fire him. Harvey ends up coming into work the next morning and things are definitely off. Donna can tell. She knows that his tie is in straight. He says, please and thank you. She knows something must be off. Ah, obviously, Jessica found out about Mike. Yeah, the thank you was the day giveaway. We talked about it in the first season, but uh, Harvey does not. He doesn't apologize. He's not polite to people. He's just not. And so for him to come in like, uh, Donna, could you do me a favor and would you please come to my office? Thank you. Whoa, what is that? The I think the last time we saw him storm into our office, granted, he was upset, but it was like, my office now, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and then she had to like pull the thank you out of him. So yeah, he's wearing lavender and it's very clear. Something is amiss. And yeah, we know that Jessica has told him, you got to get rid of this guy now. And so Harvey has to, uh, you know, cut his friend loose. But like we talked about earlier, He's overwhelmed with emotion. He can't do it. Can't do it. And so that we Donna leaves him and she comes back and she can tell Harvey didn't do it. And uh, then Mike, who leaves shaken up, it was because Harvey said he's proud of him. Yeah. Which is weird mm -hmm. because you don't encourage this man enough 
at all because if you say you're proud of me and my my first you know instinct is to be all catatonic and just stunned it's like yeah this kid's been working for you for a while you know if you like him that much you could tell him yeah you could tell him yeah okay uh so mike's off and he's doing his own thing and so harvey needs to like come up with a plan to be able to save mike but the other thing that's going on is that uh we end up getting some word about alicia hardman died last night Yes, and this is hella convenient because uh, it's an awful thing that's about to happen, but it's very convenient for Harvey uh, because this Mike Ross thing is at the top of Jessica's to-do list. But with Alicia Hardman dying, uh, she is the wife of the other uh, like head of Pearson Hardman, uh, Daniel, um, you know, or Gail Bedecker as we know him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's his wife, and so now that she's died. There's a possibility this man comes back to work because he hasn't been at work. And we find out a little bit later on why, you know, um, Harvey and Jessica pushed him out with some dirt on him. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they are concerned that he's going to find his way back into the office and things won't be good for them. Yeah, a real Harvey Specter move. Of uh, They found out that uh, Gail Bedecker was cheating. I got to start calling him by Daniel Hardman. And you gotta call he got to call him. I got <laughs> it. I got it. Okay. But uh, so Daniel Hardman uh, was cheating on his wife. And so they blackmailed him and they got him to walk away from the firm. And so they're feeling pretty good. But. Now, Alicia Hardman, his wife died, and so he could be coming back. So they go to Jessica and Harvey have to go to the funeral. Lewis goes also to Alicia Hardman's funeral to pay their respects and then try to get the temperature check on Daniel Hardman. Yes, uh, Harvey and Jessica are going and pretending that they care about this woman dying. They Mm -hmm. do not. They, yeah. they are there for business purposes. Now, Lewis is there because he has to go. You know, everybody else is going, so he has to go. But while sitting there talking to his favorite associate, Harold, he realizes that, oh, wait, they Daniel Harmon might might come back. He's like the last person to figure this out. Even Harold knows it. He's like, oh, I guess I need to go kiss ass just in case because I don't know who's about to be the boss of me. So he takes Harold's cancer ribbon, uh, like support ribbon, <laughs> and, and basically wears it to go impress this man so that, you know, if he needs to, you know, kiss some ass, he's primed and ready. This is incredible move from Lewis Lit, uh, because he doesn't know where the power is about to shift to or if it's going to shift at all. He just needs to be ready for all cases. And so I was very impressed with this. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Hardman speaks to Jessica and Harvey and um, that he's like, oh, I'm a changed man. They're not buying it. No, he is so full of it right now. Everything he's telling, I was like, no, what are you talking about? I, I'm... I'm saddened by my wife's death and mm-hmm. I've been working out things with my daughter and I don't know. I, I, why would I, why would you assume I'm coming back? My, my wife just died. It's been, it's been minutes. Harvey, the body's not even cold. And Harvey's like, you son of a bitch. You know, like they mm-hmm. can tell that this man is probably going to come back and they are very, very worried. I think, uh, you know, the goose is cooked here. I want to circle back in with Mike because Mike ends up getting some word from Jenny about how, Oh, uh, Trevor told me about how you kissed Rachel. Uh, He's like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, she kissed me. Uh, But the important thing ends up being, yeah, like, and then he also found out that you're a fraud and that he, right before he was going to go tell Jessica. And then Mike is like, Trevor. Not Trevor, Rob. Mm -hmm. Could anybody have seen this coming? Trevor Mm -hmm. betraying Mike Ross. It's almost like, Everybody told you that this was going to happen. I'm so shocked. Mm-hmm. Are you not shocked? 
Yeah. This is the most shocking thing ever. Yeah. Is it this? Look, Jenny is an a-hole. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. She just is. So I'm sorry. I, I'm out on Jenny as well. Like, yeah, he lied to you about kissing Rachel. But that's it. You know, like, stop it. And, you know, he did kind of slip up and say that, you know, like, that's why I chose you back when I really wanted to be with you or something mm-hmm. like that. And she's like, chose, wanted. Oh, yeah, we're out of here. And that's why Trevor aired your mm-hmm. business out. Now you're going to jail, probably. You know, like, Trevor just put a torch to this man's life because he started, you know, sleeping with his ex-girlfriend. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Um Mike is dealing with uh, his own thing, which we could cover in uh, greater detail. But, you know, now he's also feeling like that Harvey is not working hard enough on trying to fix the Mike situation. And Mike is like pressing Harvey for, you know, some uh, some good answers. Yes. Harvey does not tell Mike that he was going to fire him. Mike just saw the look on his face. And then once he realized how that Trevor aired his his business out, he knew he's like, oh, yeah, Harvey, I know what was going on here. I know you were trying to uh, you were going to fire me. And he throws the biggest fit. He's like, and I just don't understand why. um, I just don't understand why you um, like wouldn't fire me or you wanted to fire me. and You didn't stand up for me. And like he's like a little whiny baby, sir. One, it's just a job. You will you will be fine. Mm-hmm. Two, stop accusing this man of not caring for you. You don't know what he's doing in the background to keep you here. Yeah. You're obviously not in jail, so he's doing something. I don't know. I didn't like this from Mike. I don't like anything from Mike in this episode for the most part. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll do more about Mike and his storyline. But let's stick with Harvey. And he goes to go uh, visit Daniel Hardman. And he's like, hey, if you're thinking about coming back, you see your daughter over there. Do you think she's going to like finding out? Uh, that you cheated on her mom, and Daniel Hartman's like, "Crap, I did cheat on his on her uh, on her mom while she was sick with cancer. That's not great. Mm-hmm. So what am I gonna do here? You know, Harvey and Jessica have all the uh, they have all the uh, the cards, right? And they basically have a gun to his head. And you know, Rob, there's 146 different things you can do. Yeah, you know, someone has a gun to your head, and so he takes the bullet. He literally takes the bullets and says, "You know what?" I'm going to just tell everybody. I'm going to tell everybody about the money I was taking from borrowing from escrow that I paid back. And then also, I'm going to tell my daughter that I cheated on her sick mom. And mm-hmm. now Harvey and Jessica can't do that. And so now, how are you going to keep me out of here, Harvey? Since you're so smart, you got yeah. your degree and you know everything. If you have no secrets, you're bulletproof. Admit to everything. That's it. That's re- yeah. uh, like tactic number 146 of the things you can do when you when you have a, a gun to your head is become bulletproof. Right. So, yeah, he has like an all company meeting like, yes, I cheated on my wife. Yes, I stole money. But that's all. That was the old me. And the company's like, yeah, yes, bravo. This is we Daniel. Love redemption arc. Yes. yes. And I'm going to. And now, because I'm so ethical now, we're going to ch- we're going to change the way things are, are being done around here. Yes, Daniel for president. Who's the old lady? Uh, Jessica, don't know her. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like the associates turn against her, basically. Lewis is out in the cold because he doesn't know which way to go. He's trying to play both sides. And he's still not really happy with Jessica and just in general because they, I think they, they've been kind of at each other's necks. And so mm-hmm. uh, this could be really bad for Jessica and Harvey uh, moving forward. But Daniel is definitely giving them a run for their money here. Yeah. So Daniel is back in the picture. And so mm-hmm. ultimately, um, Jessica comes back to Harvey and is like, uh, you know, uh, why didn't you fire Mike yet? And Harvey's like, because I'm not going to. 
Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do. You can't make me. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, like, like, well, well, yeah, yeah. You're fired. You're fired too. He's like, you can't fire me because if you fire me, then I'm going to tell everybody that people are going to realize that you knew that you, like I knew about Mike Ross and that you knew that I knew about Mike Ross. And we kept letting him work on cases. So I'm, if I go down, you're going down. She's like, but wait, what if I didn't know? It's like, well, if you didn't know, then you can't be that great of a managing partner. Now, will you? If mm-hmm. the partners have to vote for who's in charge, they're not voting for you. You can't even keep a man who don't have a college degree out of your law firm. The man does not have a college degree. Can we just stop down? They hacked the system and gave him a Harvard law degree. No bachelor's. Yeah. <laughs> no associate degree. We don't know if this man graduated from high school. All we know is he went to law school. It's very funny. Yeah, they could have hacked in and done some of those things. Uh, Mike brought it up and mm-hmm. I was like, no, stop it. You're wasting time. We don't have to do that. It's almost like we don't know anybody who could hack anything. There's no lady named Lola you should be getting close Lola. to who left. Yeah. I'm just saying, fumble the bag. Yeah. Okay, so then basically, you know, uh, Harvey uh, gets told to pack your things, and then he's like, nope, not going to do it. And so nope. uh, Mike's here, Harvey's here, Jessica's here, and they got to work together. They got to work together. Their, their fates are now tied. You know, we talked about this last season. There was nothing stopping Mike Ross from leaving. Um, currently, there's still nothing stopping Mike Ross from leaving, but he cannot get fired because if he gets fired... It's going to be at Jessica's hands. Harvey's not going to go for that. Harvey's never going to fire Mike Ross unless he just pisses Harvey off. Um, And if Harvey and Mike Ross end up leaving, Daniel Hartman's going to think something's wrong because he knows Harvey rides for Jessica more than anybody else in the world. So if he leaves her stranded with Daniel Hartman, there's some other stuff going on in the background, and that's not going to play well, and Daniel Hartman will get the upper hand. So the three of them are all in cahoots at this Mm -hmm. point. And it's kind of cool, Rob, because... You know, during Mike's dinner with Jessica, he did get to explain to her kind of how he got into this situation. I mean, she does know everything about, you know, not going to Harvard and stuff. But, uh, you know, his parents died at a young age in a car accident and he felt like they have a legal case. And now he knows they have a legal case, you know, because the the the, the guy who um, killed them was a, was a drunk driver and the restaurant overserved them. It was a whole thing. And so we get a lot of the Mike background here to where we are more invested in Mike being in law as well. Yeah, And so, yeah, the three of them could either make a really good team or they could bump heads for the rest of the season. And Jessica knows about his superpowers, too. So maybe she's thinking about some ways that they could be using Mike Ross and sees what Harvey sees in him. Yeah, she says it like Harvey was right, you know, that he is definitely an asset. You know, an encyclopedic knowledge of the law is not something that a lawyer can't use, Um, even though Jessica seemingly has one, too. She doesn't need a computer Mm -hmm. to do these kind of things. But, you know, Mike, Mike is good. And so, although she hates his guts, which she does, she kind of needs him. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about what Mike has going on. We talked a little bit about uh, the love life of Mike. But, of course, Mike also was on the receiving end of the voicemail that Rachel ended up leaving, but he didn't get because freaking Trevor intercepted the voicemail. There's a conversation where Rachel and Don are talking about like, what could have happened? Like one, there's a possibility. Maybe he didn't get the message, but two, who doesn't get their voicemails? The guy who leaves his phone everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mike Ross leaves his phone everywhere. And so he never saw the voicemail. He didn't get the notification because Trevor basically picked it up and, you know, marked it red and so um, mm-hmm. she, he had no he had no way of knowing that this happened but when Rachel and him like kind of bump into each other in the hallway she's kind of over him she's like I, you know what I'm done you want to be a friend I this is work I ain't got time for friends 
Mm-hmm. You didn't even respond to my message. He's like, message? What message? Message? I don't know any message. So when he gets back to his phone, God knows where that had been, he checks his voicemail. And that's when he hears the drunk dial from Rachel saying that she, uh, that he kissed her or whatever. They kissed each other and that she was still with Jenny. Basically, the smoking gun that led Trevor to blowing up his spot. All right. Mike is also dealing with there's this merger. And uh, one of the issues with the merger is that there's this one woman who's kind of like a holdout. And she's claiming that one of her ideas were taken by her boss for a book. And Harvey entrusts Mike to go play hardball and steamroll her. But it doesn't ever go that easy for Mike Ross. No, this should be simple. But Mike Ross gave her too much information. He told her that she was the holdover from the merger. They, she didn't know this. She just thought all she wanted was a little money. Hey, let me get some cash. I, this was my idea. They won't pay me off. And he tells her about the merger, and she realizes, wait. So you telling me this mm-hmm. cash? I could get more stuff than that. You, you really just gonna tilt your hand like that? And so she did. She starts to hold out for more credit. Uh, she's like, not only do I want the money. But I want y'all to acknowledge that y'all stole this idea from me because her, she thought this was her boss. Her boss was her friend. And then her boss went behind her back, took her idea and then made a bunch of money off of mm-hmm. it, but gave her none of the, the money and none of the credit. Yeah. And Mike ends up getting her a settlement for like $30,000. And then he goes to bring it to her. She's like, no, more. Not good enough. More. No. Yeah. But no, she says the, the money's fine. But I could make more money if you gave me credit. You know, if you put me on the publishing and stuff, then I can go and maybe other people will look at my ideas. You know, that'll that'll like uh, uh, supplement, you mm-hmm. know, some of her her her, her uh, career moves, I guess. And so, yeah, this is what she wants. Now, Mike is going back, back and forth between her and her boss. And the boss is like, I'm not giving her that kind of credit. I'm sorry. I don't have to. She signed her rights away when she became part of my company. Like uh, her intellectual property is our intellectual property. And she knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. She's in a tight spot and Mike is in a tight spot because this was supposed to be easy, uh, easy steamroll. It should be over already. Mm-hmm. And Mike goes and talks to grandma. First time we've seen grandma in a while. We love granny. Got to see granny. Gotta yeah, he's see been granny. trying to check in with her for a while, but they just kept getting his business and breaking it up. So now he really needs to talk to her. Yeah, got to talk to granny. And, you know, uh, we get again some more of the backstory about uh, Mike's parents and how Mike at a young age ran away from home one time and he mm-hmm. ran to grandma's house because uh, he just wanted to watch the Cosby show. Look, uh, I mean, I, the Cosby show was a good show. I will say that. Uh, that is all I will say. But uh, so <laughs> it was, it was the biggest hit of the, yeah. you know, like a number one show. It was. Now, would I have run away for it? No. There are mm-hmm. shows I would have run away for. Not the Cosby Show. The Cosby Show was like, that oh, was cool. But, mm-hmm. you know, Mike Ross, Mike Ross might have been a pinch older than me. Maybe that's his, his bag. But, yeah, goes to Granny's house. I'm running away. I never want to go home. I hate my parents. Blah, blah, blah. Typical Mike Ross as we see him this episode. And Granny's like, uh, no, I ran away one time. And she makes up some lie. It's basically just the story of Hansel and Gretel without her getting eaten at the end. And Mike's like, you really recycled that story as if it was your own and used it to get to guilt me into going back home to my parents. There's mm-hmm. nothing new under the sun. I can't believe that. There's nothing and that's new when under the sun. it hits him. And there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, there's nothing new under the sun. And maybe there's like some meta commentary of why that the number one show on Netflix this summer is a, you know, procedural law drama from 2011. Definitely not new. <laughs> Definitely under the sun, but not new. 
Yeah. Okay. And so uh, yeah, this is kind of ballsy. I thought that Mike goes and then uh, ends up giving like getting the boss to apologize to the writer. And then mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, that's right. I did. That was my idea. And Mike's like, and by the way, also 12 other books could have been based off of your idea. So really, if you're a writer, write. Your idea is bupkis. <laughs> she's like, are you accusing me of plagiarism? And she's like, he's like, probably. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you plagiarize it, but you know, new ideas are hard to come by. Yeah. And so you know, if you think that we stole this idea from you, we're going to say you stole it from other people. So mm-hmm. let's just go ahead and sign this, take your little check and go. And don't you ever, ever threaten my goddamn uh, firm ever again. I was like, okay, Mike Ross, come down, calm down. You're a firm, like, stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, you know, kind of a fair point. Um, you know, I've seen like articles and people talk about how that there's only basically seven plots for movies. Every movie uh, yeah. is one of seven storylines. Yeah, hey, there's, yeah, for sure. Like even if you just thought about like the just the main plot points to the hero's tale, you know, like mm-hmm. in literature, that's just a thing that happens. You always have like this up and coming hero who has to get trained up by some, you know, wise older person yeah. who could easily just beat the bad guy, but they have to train you up to do it because you got that one special something. And then they end up dying because you can't live and they can't live at the same time because obviously you need to be the big bad person who can take over and win. So your your master has to die. And then that brings you up. You also have to lose your parents. They can't be around either. <laughs> that's you know, true. Like, but Okay. These stories are all the same. All right, so let me just ask you. Okay, so the seven basic plots of films, and this is a series, but okay, they, they are one overcoming the monster, two okay rags to riches, three the quest, four voyage and return, five comedy, six tragedy, seven rebirth. My question, Chappelle, is what is Suits? Well, that's not a film. You know, so I don't think it counts. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, because because with 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 television shows, you can change the genre basically, right? So it start it might start off, you know, like a overcoming the monsters. I mean, or it might start off like a coming of age tale of a quest or something mm-hmm. like that. But then eventually, they throw a big bad in there, right? So like Daniel Hartman right now is probably the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have to kind of push back against this anyway. Comedy is not a plot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a genre of film but it's not a plot you can mm-hmm. have comedy in all these other genres as well stop it okay um yeah but but i'm not joking you know the hero's tale you go read about it it's always the same you grow up lose your parents your, your master dies you're the new you're the new big bad wolf or whatever you know damsel in distress somewhere in the middle of it you know it's, it's a whole thing yeah. so yeah mike's not wrong he got this woman over a barrel and he wins the case, basically. He gets them to settle and that's exactly what they needed him to do while Harvey was working through this Jessica and Daniel Harmon thing. Okay, so he gets that straightened out. Now he needs to go take care of Trevor. And he goes to Trevor and he's like, hey, listen, you you ruined my life. We're even, okay? Yeah, that's it. But now, but now I'm going to mess you with you. Well, yeah, Trevor started it. He's like, you ruined my life. He's like, uh, you, you slept with my girlfriend. So we're even. It's like, you got me fired, potentially thrown in jail, and you ruined my relationship with your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I think you've done more than enough. And so Mike reminds Mike should have said, I had a different girlfriend, and you ruined right. it. And so, actually, he doesn't know about that part. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. know about that part. Yeah. But look, look, he has a superpower. 
And he's had the superpower since the day he met Trevor and before that. And he says, Trevor, you know, it's weird. I kind of remember your social security number since I saw it when I was six one time. On your dad's and desk. So, yeah. So wouldn't it be weird if something just started to happen to your social security number? Like it got used to ruin your life. Stay away from me and stay out of my life. Yeah, forever. I'm going to screw up your credit, Trevor. That's I'm starting with. I'm You'll never things, buy a home it. now. Yeah. Say goodbye to your credit score. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, this is kind of the move, though, right? Like, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like Mike Ross should have pulled this a long time ago. Sure. Trevor should be afraid of Mike Ross at all times. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that he wasn't I allowed am you to the get over one this. who knocks Daniel is Hardman. Is he not? Is he not? This man, Mike, is just walking espionage. You know, he could just sell your information, your data, all this kind of stuff, just because he just has it in his head. Yep. Just stored away to use whenever He's he like wants TikTok. it. He's like TikTok. Yeah, school was never even hard for this man, right? He said it was always easy. He thought that everybody else were just idiots and or, or just weren't smart. Mm-hmm. Like, he always knew he was smart, but he just thought everybody else wasn't smart. And Trevor is living proof because there's no reason why you think you should get away with this on, on Mike without him getting any type of retaliation. But Mike ain't that smart either because Trevor would have known I had that card a long time ago, and he wouldn't have tried me. I'm just saying. It's a nice guy. Yeah. But he's too nice. Um, Mike ultimately checks his voicemail, hears from Rachel, and then before he can uh, do anything about that, he gets called into the office, uh, get your ass down here, uh, for when Jessica wants to talk to him. So, uh, I mean, I guess, like, there's no obstacles in the way for Mike and Rachel now, right? I guess, like, by the next episode, they should be, like, uh, going steady. Jenny's gone. Uh, Trevor is gone. I, I guess the real obstacle here is Lewis. Jessica knows. Harvey knows. Donna knows. Um, like if Rachel finds out, I don't know if that's going to be good for Mike. Like that could be the breakup. And so mm-hmm. I think he needs to tread lightly and figure out, okay, how mm-hmm. do I keep this from her? You know, because I don't, I mean, Everybody is slowly finding out, and I just that really bothers me. Yeah, and so I think that yeah, they can they can be together now. I don't I don't really believe in workplace romances, but they clearly don't care. They've been uh, breaking all kinds of sexual harassment uh, rules and regulations in the workplace this whole time. Nothing's going to change. This is going to be the cutest couple that ever existed. Okay, who gets the Liddy? Huh, it's tough. Daniel Hartman's back. Does Daniel Hartman get the Liddy? No, no, God, no. I'm just saying that if, Dan- if your goal is to keep Daniel Hartman from getting the like from getting back into the office, they are failing. Jessica and yeah. Harvey, they are losing their one objective. Harvey also let the Mike Ross secret get out. Yeah. It's not great. Does Mike get the lead? He doesn't get fired. He ends up, you know, uh closing this deal. He ends up, you know, getting uh Trevor gone for good. Gets the voicemail. Maybe. Does Rachel get the Liddy? For what? Now that Jenny's out of the way, uh, Mike that had Ross nothing to do with her. Be hers. Yeah, but still, she, she's, she benefits from these things. She, she gets, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I Mike, mean, Mike's I guess no Mike prince. Yeah, Mike has to get it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is a criminal. No, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's lying to your face right now. Yeah, give it to Mike Ross. He won his case thing, uh, he did not get fired. Harvey is willing to die for him, obviously. Jessica has no choice but to keep Harvey alive because if he died for Mike, then she's on the way out. Um, he's winning that life, you know. Mm-hmm. The I mean, it was a, it was a um, what was it a minor setback for a major comeback? 
Yeah. Oh, you go, Mike Ross. Okay. Uh, we had a Goodfellas reference in this. That uh, Chappelle, are you a Goodfellas guy? No. A Goodfellas no. fella? Rob, I'm not a movie guy. I'm yeah. telling you, all of these references, the ones about movies, they go right over my head. But yeah. I do remember the reference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, got one uh, piece of feedback for the okay. season two premiere from David Schwartz. Uh, season two, episode one. Were you surprised that Jessica found out about Mike this early in the series? It seems like uh, he hasn't been there long enough for Harvey to be that loyal. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things where Mike is always challenging Harvey's empathy. He's always saying, you don't care about people. And I think Harvey is really starting to care about Mike Ross. I think that he he doesn't, he don't care a lot about a lot of people anyway, right? So he probably had the room and capacity to care mm -hmm. about someone else. <laughs> and he just chose for it to be Mike. Now, Jessica finding out this early is kind of a surprise. Like, uh, like I said, I've seen the show before and I did not expect for it to be this soon. Uh, but she does work very closely with Mike, well, through, with Harvey. And so through that with Mike. So you have to mm -hmm. imagine that the managing partner is not that dense to not be able to, you know, tell something was up, uh, even though she really wouldn't have if it wasn't for Trevor. So I think it's very interesting. But I think that, yeah, if you if this is if this series is going to go nine seasons, they didn't have to do it so fast. I think that's what yeah. you do to keep people coming back. Harvey is a bit of a protector of looking out for people that he feels like are sort of like uh, need his protection. So I do understand where it's coming from. But at some point, like it's like, boy, Harvey is really willing to risk everything for Mike at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't even know if it's a risk because what is the down? Like, you know, what's the downside here? Uh, like if he fires Mike. And he now has to find another associate. And he's always going to think, what if? What if I still had Mike mm -hmm. Ross? When the upside is, I stand up for Mike. I'm still not going to go anywhere. And I get to help, you know, Jessica do stuff. I get to live life on the edge because we know that that's kind of his thing. Um, I don't know. I think, like, it was a risk, but it wasn't that much of a risk. Okay. You can send us your feedback. Go to suitspodcast.com slash feedback. Chappelle, the Facebook group is uh, alive and well. Yes. Do we have a URL for the Facebook group that we could start giving out during the podcast or something like yeah, that? Yeah, we could do That'd a shorter nice. one. Um, yeah. So how about okay, go to uh, suitspodcast.com slash Facebook, and then that will take you to our Suits Podcast, uh, Suits Yourself Facebook group. How about that? How about that? Yeah, I'll take, I'll take that. Uh, if you've already in the group, Thank you for joining. We already started popping off some memes. We have having some conversations. Uh, we're not spoiling anything. We're just talking. Uh, I've seen some people in the RHAP and Post Show Recaps Discord talking. Uh, Jessica Frey leading a lot of those conversations as she is one of our associates, Ashley Page as well. Uh, and so, yeah, I think this is the perfect time to join us in the Facebook group and be a part of this journey that we're on because season two is upon us and we'll be on to season three in no time. Yeah. Get your ass in here. Get your ass in here. We're not saying please and thank you. Um, but thank y'all for listening. It's been a it's been a blast talking to you so far. And we hope to get more people involved. What's our next milestone, Rob? Do we have anything else to do? Like, are we trying to get a number of people in the Facebook group? Like, what's next? Okay. Um, how about let us know what the next milestone should be? 
Yes. Tell us what we should be aiming for. Keep going for, with those Apple Podcast reviews or suitspodcast.com uh, for easy ways to do that. And, you know, let's let's talk about it. You know, we like to hit the ball back and forth with the audience here on these podcasts. So uh, that's where the fun in these rewatches comes from. Yeah, and follow at SuitsPod on Twitter. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, we're going to follow our associates back. And so uh, it's a free follow. You get the Suits content and then uh, you get to talk to us. So let's do it. All right. Thank you so much for joining us here for the kickoff for season two. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.